Hello, wherever you're listening to us, I hope you're staying safe and doing well. I'm Hari Arakli and this is today's Tech Briefing. Later in the program, I'll be talking to Amitabh Sarang, co-founder and CEO of Alti Green Propulsion Labs, about how he and his co-founders painstakingly built electric vehicles for the commercial transport segment that work well even in India's harsh driving conditions. That's after these headlines. Unlimited uploads on Google Photos end today and from tomorrow, if you upload photos and videos to Google Photos, they will count towards the 15 GB free limit that Google provides with its free accounts. Pictures and videos that you have already uploaded will remain and won't count towards the limit. Google first announced this change to its photos policy in November 2020. At the time, there were some 4 trillion photos on Google storage. Google will also start offering personalized estimates to its photos users on how long their current storage might last based on their historical usage patterns. For those who need more storage, Google recommends you start with its 100 GB Google One plan that costs 130 rupees per month in India. In more news about Google, the internet search giant had made it difficult for users to access location privacy settings on their smartphones Business Insider reported on Saturday, citing newly unredacted documents that became public. The documents are part of a lawsuit brought against Google by the Arizona Attorney General's office in the US last year, which accused the company of illegally collecting location data from smartphone users even after they opted out. A judge ordered new sections of the documents to be unredacted in response to a request by trade groups Digital Content Next and News Media Alliance, which argued that it was in public interest to know and that Google was using its legal resources to suppress scrutiny of its data collection practices, according to the Business Insider report. Google continued collecting location data even when users turned off various location sharing settings, made popular privacy settings harder to find, and even pressured LG and other phone makers into hiding settings precisely because users liked them, according to the documents Business Insider reported. Nintendo, the Japanese maker of the hugely popular Switch game console, plans to begin assembly of its new Switch as early as July, Bloomberg reported on Friday. Nintendo will release the new version that many are calling the Switch Pro by September or October. The new console is likely to be priced higher than the $299 original, may be announced ahead of the E3 conference starting June 12th to allow publishers to showcase their full range of Switch games at the global event. E3 is the popular short name for Electronic Entertainment Association and the annual event organized by the Electronic Software Association was cancelled last year due to the COVID pandemic. The new Switch will be sold alongside the $199 Switch Lite, with the standard Switch phased out over time. Assemblers will start shipping the new model, whose commercial model is known only to a handful of people within the Kyoto-based company, as early as July, and production is planned to ramp up to a peak in the October-December quarter, according to the Bloomberg report. Amazon will test a wireless technology service that will take a small slice of the bandwidth used by a person's Amazon device and share it with her neighbor who doesn't have internet connectivity 
and vice versa, Ars Technica reported yesterday. This service, called Amazon Sidewalk, is currently available only in the US, and Amazon is starting this experiment on June 8th, according to the report. By default, Amazon devices including Alexa, Echo, Ring, security cameras, outdoor lights, motion sensors, and tile tracker trackers will enroll in the system. And since most people won't bother to change default settings, millions of people could be co-opted into the program whether they know anything about it or not, Ars Technica reports. Amazon has published a white paper detailing the technical underpinnings and service stamps that it says will protect the privacy and security of this undertaking. To be fair, the paper is fairly comprehensive and so far no one has pointed out specific flaws that undermine the encryption or other safeguards being put in place, but theoretically the risks remain, according to the Ars Technica report. In startup news, Jai Kisan, a venture that is attempting to bring financial services to rural India where commercial banks have a single-digit penetration, has raised $30 million in a new financing round as it looks to scale its business, TechCrunch reported earlier today. The Mumbai-headquartered startup was founded by Arjun Ahluwalia and Adriel Maniego. It operates in eight Indian states in South India, is now looking to scale its presence across the country and also increase the headcount. The Series A round was led by Mire Asset, Syngenta Ventures, and existing investors Bloom, Arkham Ventures, Nab Ventures, Prophetic Ventures, and Better Capital. An unspecified amount of the financing was raised as debt from Black Soil, Stride Ventures, and Trifecta Capital, according to the report. Early electric vehicles in India have often been imports that were not meant for India's harsh driving conditions or quick fixes that involved taking a petrol or diesel vehicle and replacing it with its engine with a battery and electric motor, says Amitabh Saran, co-founder and CEO of Altigreen Propulsion Labs. I spoke to Amitabh about his company's painstaking work to custom-build electric vehicles that were meant to be electric and in India from the start, is what he said. Amitabh, welcome to the show. Uh, great to have you here. Thanks for inviting me, Hari. So tell us a little bit about how you started Altigreen and the vehicles that you make today. Sure. Our tryst with uh, electric vehicles started way back, I think back in 2011 when the Toyota Prius was launched in the country. Uh, I think this was in May-June of 2011. Uh, I've always been conscious about the environment. I have a passion for automobiles, but never did anything given my 25 years of work in computer science, uh, my PhD in computer science and those kinds of things. But my heart was there. And so when my last company was acquired, Back in 2011, I started looking at this space. I think a lot has changed in India over the last decade or so. Uh, the pace at which uh, you know EV, EV penetration, knowledge about EVs, acceptance of EVs, even though when we look at it from a passenger vehicle side, it seems a little remote. But um, at the end, I mean, if you look at the penetration on the two-wheelers, possibly on the e-rickshaw side, it's, it's fairly, fairly interesting and important. So Altigreen uh, was created with the express intent of, uh, you know, ensuring and accelerating the adoption of electric vehicles. Um, 1.2 million people lose their lives early in India because of poor air quality, 25% attributed to road transport. 
So three to four lakh people, in a sense, lose their lives every year in India because of air quality due to the vehicles you and I drive. Um, it's a sad reality of this country, and hence something had to be done about it. Um, we we looked at creating electric, um, you know, building blocks first. We realized that if you were to bring stuff from China or other countries, it would not work in India. The only thing it does is it gives a bad name to EV as a revolution by itself, because these products are not intended for the harsh realities of India. So um, they're not able to compete with the 130 years of petrol, diesel, LPG, CNG, fossil fuels, whatever you might call it. And hence this challenge, an EV as a technology that has just hit Indian roads has to compete with whatever 100-year-old uh, you know, fossil fuels. So they have to be as rugged. Wake up in the morning, start your vehicle, go out on the road, don't think about whether um, you know, something's going to fail, not fail. And hence, Altigreen started by first looking at the building blocks. You know, by building blocks, I mean the, you know, the heart and the brain, the motors, the controllers, the gearboxes, uh, the electronic uh, converters, uh, display clusters, telematics, a whole lot of software that goes into making an electric vehicle. We decided to focus on that. Uh, and one thing led to another, we became an electric drivetrain company. And now we are an OEM by ourselves uh, with full electric delivery vans, three wheelers, uh, which are now catering to the needs of the e-commerce and the FMCG sector at this point. So we just launched these vehicles in the market. Um, they've uh, been launched in January. We already have a very good order pipeline, uh, a lot of acceptance on these. Um, we've got 26 global patents granted on the technologies that have been used in these vehicles, including six in the US and all that. So. We're a, we're a company devoted to innovations uh, in this space for this job. Can you, can you talk about uh, uh, what is the uh, opportunity in India uh, in the product segments that uh, you're currently operating in? Sure. So um, when we looked at this marketplace, and once again, whenever I talk about market, I refer to India and the emerging markets. Emerging markets for me are South Asia, Africa, South America. Very clearly, this geography, we are clear that the needs of this geography are very different from the rest of the world. We are also clear that this is the segment of the market that is going very rapidly in these areas as development comes in, as GDP increases, as people are becoming more comfortable, as disposable incomes are increasing. Hence, they will have a direct correlation to mobility options also. So people will continue to invest in mobility options, different kinds. Uh, and EVs should be the primary source. So when we look at that, uh, we figured that this geography operates, you know, instead of the top-down model that you see in the in the developed economies where you create, you know, the top-of-line vehicles, you know, wing doors, 600 miles, um, you know, this with all the bells and whistles, uh, good range and all that. And then you start trickling down to uh, a $50,000 or $35,000 car. Uh, in, in, in the geography, India and emerging markets, it is more a bottom-up approach. If we first start with the smaller vehicles, make sure that they are functional, rugged, um, that they operate, they can work, and then you know, bubble up kind of thing as things start moving upwards. You know, people driving around in cars realize, hey, yeah, yeah, I mean, if the auto is working on this, dude, this guy is probably pulling what, 200, 250 kilometers, 100 kilometers a day, every day, you know, all kinds of places. 
and this thing works here so hmm you know this technology is now getting ripe i think it will show up in cars also so in that mindset uh, i think uh, is is very important number 2 also that charging infrastructure for vehicles is very different from the infrastructure needs at the bottom end of the pyramid and hence altigreen decided to focus on you know something we call the last mile transportation which is two wheelers three wheelers and small commercial four wheelers the reason again for this market was because this is a market that looks at products not from a green perspective you know a humble auto rickshaw driver probably doesn't care about the environment as what as as uh, many would think what he cares about is uh, you know at the end of the day how much is he taking back home it's his livelihood that depends on that vehicle and hence if your vehicle is able to cut it on his parameters then you know you have a winner in your hands and so you have a very very strict way in which you need to operate you have on one hand competition of a 110 year old 130 year old technology against which you are going to be compared constantly it has to be as rugged it has to beat that technology in terms of price and performance but that market is huge i mean we are talking about 21 million two wheelers sold every year <clears throat> in india alone we are talking about uh you know 1.1 1.2 million three wheelers including passengers sold in india and exported out and we're talking about half a million uh you know small commercial four wheelers so the market is is large the opportunity is huge right question is how much of this and how soon we can convert this with whichever parameter you look whether it is route predictability distance driven uh, needs of the vehicles you have the kind of ride profiles uh you know that people are typically driving their fossil fuel vehicles today whichever parameter you look at it you know evs fit this segment very very well it's just that they have to be made right sized purpose built for the needs of this geography if you do that there's no reason why the entire population will not move to uh, to full electric can you talk about uh, some of the things that you had to innovate on or maybe uh, even invent uh, a few things uh, uh, to address this you know you talked about how it needs to be rugged enough to handle the indian conditions road conditions weather conditions and so on yeah so uh, interestingly uh, hari and i think you most people listening to this will also agree any uh, driving case which is considered abuse anywhere else in the world is day to day driving in this country right or in this geography you know you look at environmental conditions water logging very very common in this geography i mean a cyclone happened uh, last week unfortunately but a cyclone happened and vehicles were stranded on the road right and i'm not just talking about electric vehicles i'm talking about all kinds of other vehicles on the road because there is water logging we have water logging as a constant problem big potholes dust pebbles grime you know these are realities let us not shy away from these realities and say ki are yaar wo to theek hai yaar i mean things are improving you know it will only get better hey what's the big deal you can always drive on nahi boss you know when a loaded vehicle falls or one wheel of that gets into a pothole and you're driving at 40 kilometers an hour and that wheel goes into a pothole you're talking about a 30 g shock that traverses through right so you need to make sure that 
you're building components and you're building a vehicle for, for this kind of uh, you know environmental condition you look at um, you know um, driving behaviors i don't know i i don't know I, I, at least i don't know of anyone in the two wheeler segment or the three wheeler segment or the small commercial four wheeler segment that has gone to driving school even an uh, internal combustion engine vehicle driving practices are not very common uh, good driving practices and hence it's all you know here say aisa karega to zyada mileage aati pata hai aisa karna chahiye waisa i mean it's 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 a it's, it's you know it's a community kind of thing over there and hence when we make evs we should not accept we should not believe that you know we'll tell them okay don't overload and they will not overload or we'll tell them hey you should not put your foot on the brake you know there's no point in doing that that they will suddenly overnight or in the next month they'll start doing that or we tell them okay you should always control your driving through the throttle you know they start it's it's some it's it's something that has been built over a period of time they've seen the behavior of the vehicles of the ice engine on the basis of which they they have certain kinds of behaviors so when you build technology and you're transitioning from you know very stable a well known technology to something that uh, you know it's too early for them you have to make sure that you can't keep telling them ki cause uh, make sure that you're not driving over water na pani se bacha ke rakhne ka bijli ka gaadi hai shock work you know you have to be doesn't work like this man you can't tell them that why did you load these two more bags of cement this is wrong ha huh? i told you 400 ha huh? you are this is wrong boss ha huh? you cannot do aisa nahi hota boss right so all i'm trying to say is you know the realities build it according to that reality purpose build it and that's what alte green did whether it is the motor so today the entire uh, you know the drive train of the vehicle which means the motors um, the power inverters um, the motor controller unit uh, the vehicle control unit dc dc converters display clusters good nice big display clusters where information can be displayed to them they can be told that they should do this alerts and warnings can be given to them if we feel that something is not right up front a priori before the fact not telling them hey dude you have only 5 kilometers left if the vehicle is going to stop keep telling him guiding him on the way same thing as far as telematics is concerned make sure that the vehicle is always connected that they have this, this confidence that the vehicle is not just going to stop somewhere in the middle of the road just because you know hey i don't know how electrical components behave the way they they behave i, I don't know just stop there what can i do about it? no give them that confidence and hence the innovations i mean Uh, believe me uh, when i say this we actually had to even build high speed gearboxes just because we don't like this concept of constantly having to change gears you talk to a three wheeler guy you'll realize that for the most part you know they spend uh, i mean their wrist is the one that gets really toughened over a period of time just because they're constantly having to change gears and you hold the clutch and, and do those kind of things so get rid of the gears right make sure that you're giving them a vehicle which is completely um, you know which is easy to drive but is as rugged so all our components are ip67 which means uh, and their videos of our motors on linkedin uh, including on our website uh, you know we test our components under water i'm not saying a wait through test of the vehicle i'm talking about components being tested under water fully submerged in water right that's a testing of my motor right i mean i'm talking about these kinds of things my battery packs are tested for 30g shock in all three axes 
you know i we invest in making sure that we build something that will you know uh, that will pass the test of the realities and hence these kinds of innovations and like i said we have 26 global patents that have been granted to us including six in the us in europe and australia all of africa and south asia only because of this because when we created fundamental technology whether it is for motors the way we control it or the control Uh, mechanisms or the features that we've implemented to make sure that these vehicles electric vehicles can compete in price and performance with conventional vehicles and these are innovations and these are innovations that have been accepted across the world hmm. do you uh, make your own battery packs as well yes we do hmm. so that is uh, an area where uh, i guess india as a whole needs to invest more right because we have almost no reserves of metals like lithium and other metals that go into the cells uh, so in your view what can we do in the medium to long term to you know i know that battery costs are coming down the cell costs are coming down people are talking about 70 dollars per kilowatt hour in the foreseeable future mm-hmm. but uh, what what can india do where should we invest yeah i uh... i believe uh, you know that while lithium has been around and has been commercial see the thing with battery technologies is that there is a very long gestation period before battery technologies can get commercialized uh, there's always a fear of them misbehaving of a very very good understanding of the different chemistries involved in it of the long term use of these technologies of the energy density that they'll have a whole lot of parameters uh, i i think we know that some some kinds of batteries work better in specific kind of temperature ranges um, so they might not have efficacy across the world so should you have different kinds of technologies being used in different kinds of places you know lots and lots and lots of questions right at the end of the day we have lithium as one of the technologies in various formats uh, lfp nmc npa a, a whole lot of formats with the main component being lithium um the solid state that's coming out you you know about uh, how well this company did quantum scape in the mm. us uh, the ups and downs that typically goes through so uh, plus there is uh, news about aluminum um, being used sodium air graphene um, you know and for all you know i am certain that there will be you know small packs um, with nuclear fission and fusion inside them you know similar to um and i go back to back to the future you know that old movie in which there was this scientist and he had a flux capacitor and that thing could take anything it could take you know um you know it could take coke it could take aluminum cans it could take garbage inside it and it would create energy i don't know all i'm saying is that at this point there is a whole lot of work that is being done in future technology i feel that for india i personally feel that india instead of focusing on and doing a catch up for lithium or any of these technologies i'm not saying we should walk away from it i'm just saying that for lithium and these kinds of uh, chemistries we should partner with companies who are already very good and get them to also do manufacturing based out of india instead of we spending a lot of r&d resources in it because i think you know uh, Uh, many many countries have actually won the race as far as uh, getting access to lithium mines and all that is concerned across um, the globe 
India has made attempts to do it. I think they they got some lithium mines in Bolivia. They found some lithium in Karnataka, but all these are very very small compared to you know the explosive growth that's going to happen in EVs, whether it is for sorry in in batteries, whether it is for electric vehicles, whether it is for solar, whether it was storage, you know distributed storage. So a whole lot of things are happening in this domain. I would um, given a choice, I would focus on more futuristic technologies. Um, that are currently we're looking at that are getting commercialized. I think aluminum is uh, is is great. Uh, it's the most commonly available metal. We have huge access to it within India. Uh, we don't need to go out. Can we figure out ways and means by which we could use this for our geography? You know, instead of someone else doing it for their thing, what is it that we can do for this? I'm just giving that as an example. Graphene um, again. Um, something that we have access to, nanotechnologies that are coming up. Can we work with those and create something that will probably get commercialized in the next five to seven to ten years? You know, in the meantime, let uh, you know others who have access to the lithium, let them come, set up base in India, create these cells for us, which we can continue using. I, that is what I would. Hmm. And uh, at Alting Green, what are your next big steps? So it's it's clear that um, you know our focus first is to ensure, like I will always said, carbon-free transportation is our number one mantra, and within that, we want to make sure that um, you know um, we've attacked last-mile transportation. So we need to make sure that we are successful in that, and we give enough confidence in this segment to transition. As far as I'm concerned, everyone from here into EVs, right? And Obviously, it's not something that Altigreen can do alone. I mean, I love the fact that there are lots and lots of entrepreneurs that are coming in, and I am sure we are going to do a great job in terms of making good rugged vehicles that will once again compete in price and performance. As far as Altigreen is concerned, like I said, our focus is last mile. Um, our our razor sharp focus right now is on delivery vans, but like I said. Our, um, our larger vision is on last mile transportation, which includes two wheelers, three wheelers, and small commercial four wheelers. Um, we will look at both sides of the spectrum to figure out our next moves in this, in this sector. But yeah, right now, very, very focused on last mile transportation and within that on the last mile logistics segment at this point. Okay, sounds good. Uh, thank you so much uh, for making time for this. Thank you, Hari. That was Amitabh Saran of Alti Green Propulsion Labs. That's it for this briefing. You can find all our podcasts on ForbesIndia.com or on your favorite podcast app. I'm Hari Arakli. Thank you for listening.